the Farm Advisory Service podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government. Hello Martin, how's it going? Good, thank you. Good, good. Thanks for uh, for joining us today. This is this is uh, I know it's long awaited, um, and uh, no, I'm excited to to talk to you, Martin. In just for our international listeners out there, um, and and maybe for some folk in, in Scotland and, and the wider UK, can you just explain what Agri Scott is before we we really get into it? Of course, yeah. Agri Scott is a uh business event really it's an agri business event a trade event that's been going since 2001 and uh it well a normal live event we'd cover four exhibition halls we have about 250 trade stands a full program of uh dairy cattle showing um, award presentations competitions demonstrations seminars um, and we normally get in the region of 10,000 visitors over a single day. Fantastic. And Martin, can you explain a little bit about where you fit in with AgriScot and, and what your role is? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's right to kind of um, pick up the structure of the event, if you like. So I'm a professional event or- organiser. I have an events business and I have a contract with AgriScot uh, the Agri-Scot Board of Directors who uh, are, are um, comprised of farmers, um, trade representatives, and just, I suppose, figures from the from the industry. So they can set the, the course, if you like, for the, the event, and it's my job to deliver um, that requirement. So it, it really is a kind of event um, for farmers um, with farmers and uh, agri-trade representatives behind it. And from my perspective, Martin, I've always felt like AgriScot was the kind of more technical, more innovative brother of, of the Highland show. Would that be a fair uh, comment? Well, I'm also involved in the Highland show, so I'm a big fan of that event as well. But, you know, AgriScot is different in the sense that it's, um, it's possibly more focused. Um, being just one day um, does change the dynamic, really, and... We don't have any of the uh, extra things that you would find at the Highland Show. Um, we don't have uh, anything else really other than agri um, trade stands. Um, so it's it's very business focused. That's the way I would like, uh, like to, to think it, and that's the way we promote it. So it's different in that, that regard. And uh, Martin... Can you talk a little bit about the impact that coronavirus has had on the planning of, of AgriScot? Obviously, coronavirus has impacted every business in, in Scotland in some way this year. Um, but can you talk about how you came to the decision to to remove a kind of physical AgriScot this year and to go virtual? Yes, I mean, this year it has been a lot of uncertainty for us and for everybody else. And we were essentially monitoring the, the, the situation from March onwards, obviously hoping that we could still go ahead uh, with a live event, but we hold regular uh, board meetings. And when we got to our July board meeting, in fact, we, we delayed the meeting from June to July. Um, all the 
directors were, were in attendance virtually. And um, by that time, by the time we got to that position in July, despite our, our hopes that we would be able to take place, it was it was fairly apparent that uh, we were we weren't going to be able to. Um, things outside of our control in terms of what the, the government doing and, and legislation and, and, and the rest of it. But I mean, I suppose things could have, could have changed in the intervening time, but our exhibitors are so important to us that we felt it was important to, to let them know what was, was happening. We didn't feel we could keep anyone waiting any longer with so much uncertainty. And there's also the financial, um, I suppose, implications of well of committing um, spend on a, an event you're not sure uh, that can go ahead. So in the end, it was a unanimous decision. Uh, as much as we wanted the event to go ahead in its usual format, we just we just knew at that point that that wasn't going to be realistic. So um, <clears throat> although it was a difficult decision, um, it, it was it was the correct decision. Everyone knew it at the time. And it was with kind of heavy hearts, but we, we knew it was the right decision to to pull the plug on a live event. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine it was a, a a decision that was taken lightly. Um, after the decision was made, um, what was the conversation in the room following that, and and was there any apprehension to the idea of a virtual event? There, there was, you know, <laughs> not many people have organised the virtual event, and although there've been one or two in the agri sector prior to, to us making the decision, <clears throat> um, you know that. Their, I suppose their success was still questioned. I suppose, and um, there was there was certainly uh, uncertainty in the amongst us uh, making the, making the decision, knowing what format to to go for, uh, trying to you know make an assessment about whether it would be successful. And in, in fact, we kind of started with fairly limited ambitions. Our, our first idea was really just to have. Uh, maybe a few a few webinars and that was about the extent of initially what we were going to try but as we started to investigate further and did more uh, research and worked with our other partners and once we'd established the platform that we wanted to use we began to appreciate that there was support for the event for, for doing something on a larger scale uh, there was there was interest. There was um, potential to expand the original brief. Um, so, over a, you know it was all over a fairly limited time. Um, but the the hopping platform that we, we elected for did have the capacity for for a kind of trade expo area. So we decided to go ahead with with that. And once we committed to it, we were really pleased with the response and the support that we we got from sponsors. Um, organisations that wanted to hold webinars and indeed from exhibitors as well. Um, so it all snowballed pretty quickly, actually. I do think um, this year, especially working within the Farm Advisory Service framework, that there has certainly been a dramatic shift to the provision of virtual events and, and uh, getting more and more uh, materials out there online. Um, it was certainly a direction that I think we wanted to, to move in. Um, the COVID uh, pandemic has certainly just given us the kick to, to move in that direction. Martin, how... How was uh, how was the rundown of the day decided upon, and were there any issues when 
creating a lineup of speakers? Well, we 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 do have a you kind know, of webinar, sorry, a seminar program normally with with Agri Scott. Anyway, so so we already had quite a lot of interest in um, potential uh, kind of speaking opportunities, and we sort of kicked off the whole virtual event in combination with the NFUS, who hold their annual um, debate or discussion uh, between the cabinet secretary and the president of the NFUS. So they they quite quickly came on board to say that they, they would be interested in, in, in joining up and going online. And once that was in place, we kind of built everything around uh, that. Essentially from interest or, or potential speakers that had expressed interest in the live event. And to begin with, we thought we would have to restrict the amount of sessions because of the timing of the day. And we did look about, you know, look at different options about holding over different days and um, holding the event in the evening and different options like that. In the end, we decided just to go for standard um, Agri-Scott hours. So we basically held the event over the time frame that the live event would have taken place. Um, but again, the Hopin platform allowed us to have breakout sessions and a main stage of, of seminars as well. So we managed to basically um, almost accommodate um, everybody that wanted to, to be involved. There were a few that we've carried over to, to next year. But again, the, the speaker programme came together quite quite quickly. Uh, all these things take a lot of time and effort to, to you know, finalise the detail, but the basic framework uh, was, was relatively easy to put together because of the some of the groundwork that had already been done for the live event. And Martin, in terms of the events that were put on, do you have any particular session that you, you were really proud of or that you enjoyed or, or found informative? Yeah, it was, it was obviously a really different perspective for me as the organiser to be attending the event in front of a screen rather than covering miles and miles of ground at the, the, the Highlands Centre. Uh, so it actually gave me an opportunity to... I suppose observe the, the the seminars that are normally going on at a live event. I don't normally have time to to actually kind of get into. On the day of the virtual event, I was kind of jumping around a fair bit uh, on online, uh, checking out different different sessions, different breakouts, speaking to colleagues, uh, checking out the trade stand, the expo uh, booths. Uh, so I. I didn't get to watch all the, the seminars in, in detail, but there were a few that I, I, did, I did enjoy. The NFUS one uh, with the Cabinet Secretary. Again, I, I'd never uh, actually attended the full thing as a live seminar. You know, I would, I would sometimes dip in and out of it uh, in, the, in the Highland Hall, but this was the first time I'd really got to see most of it from start to finish. So that went well and enjoyed enjoyed that. Also, uh, got a lot of uh, pleasure out of the Dairy Hub um, session because that was one that we'd been um, heavily involved in, in in helping to put together. Uh, Stuart Martin from the Dairy Hub kind of joined a little steering group to put the event together. So when that worked well, you know, we had really high profile speakers and that event got a really good attendance, that, that seminar. So that was that was good. I also liked the QMS session. Uh, we did have some 
uh, teething problems at the start of that one because of a, an electrical thunderstorm uh, took out the uh, broadband for one of the speakers. So that, that became a bit, a bit stressful when it, we were first trying to get it um, underway. But once it did start, I really liked that one because you have different speakers using a kind of variety of different mediums. So they had slides and uh, some films were, were shown as well. And I think that was the... I suppose the, the positive from uh, the, the Agri Scott event in the fact that it was essentially produced. It wasn't just a series of Zoom uh, kind of presentations. It was it was actually uh, an event that was produced by uh, Cameron, the production company. So I, I thought that was pretty slick. And um, I, I've been involved in forestry and forestry events, so I also enjoyed the, the, the Scottish forestry uh, breakout session uh, as well. So there was a few highlights for me. Um, but I'd have to say I was kind of dipping in and out uh, of the of the different sessions, but um, they are all available for for catch up uh, on our YouTube channel, so so people can go back and, and watch them from start to finish, which I'll probably do <laughs> myself uh, over time. I've I've watched a few of them since, and uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll watch them all in their entirety before before we're finished. I did think Martin. Ah, so I joined the event on the day I watched quite a few of the of the sessions my overarching impression was that um there was a lot of chat on on climate change obviously we know that's a really big priority for scottish government and there was a lot of general chat about farm sustainability and farm resilience was that planned or did that just kind of naturally occur yeah that was pretty pretty organic and the, the the chat and that's one of the bits of feedback that we've taken from the production company, you know, the engagement was really good. You know, they're doing these events all the time, all around the world, different sectors. And they were really impressed with the amount of engagement that, that, that took, took place. And, that's, you know, that that's the the benefit of a of an online event. You know, there's there's obviously the big miss of, of getting face-to-face contact, but our reach, if you like, um, for, for the, the webinars was be far greater than the capacity of our physical seminar rooms. So, you know, that there's, although there was challenges to overcome with, with COVID, the, the end result of this year's virtual event, you know, has given us possibilities to take forward in, in future that we'd probably outstrip what, what we could have done in a, in a physical environment. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of positives from, from that side, but yeah, all, all, all the chat and the themes to, to a large extent, just occurred naturally on the day. I would say we weren't particularly driving or expecting particular themes to to emerge. Um, although we had a rough idea of some of them, or prepared for for some of them, uh, we pretty much let it run its own course. Good, good. And Martin, do you have any any figures? Um, are there any statistics out for how many people signed in to watch the virtual events and uh, how many people have watched them since? Uh, Agri Scott. Uh, I do have figures for for the number of uh, registrations um, on on the day, or, or you know, leading up, and, or people that actually participated was one thousand three hundred and seventy nine um, from 16, 16 countries. Uh, so yeah, I mean, our capacity, as I think I mentioned in the in, uh, in the in the physical seminar rooms normally about 250, 300. So we were really pleased with that that number. Again, we weren't sure what to, to expect, but um, yeah, and, and the feedback's been been 
really good. Uh, we got a score uh, on on the on the day as people were kind of logging out of eight point nine out of, out of ten. Uh, people kind of scored uh, the people that were involved scored it uh, really highly. Um, again, the, the production company gave us some comparison with what other events score. So it seems to have been really well well received by by the audience. Good. Good. And uh, Martin, I don't want to put anybody on the spot here in particular, but were there any stories um, from the day that uh, that maybe viewers of Agri Scott wouldn't have seen uh, anything in the, the background that uh, that made for an interesting day as far as you were concerned? Well, it was interesting that the, the Brexit poll that took place during the uh, NFUS session got... Um, Quite a lot of publicity, you know. I think most people caught that the the, the poll on Brexit and the the, the seventy five percent poll that or, or result that were were against uh, Brexit taking place. But um, there were actually another twenty two polls um, taken on the day. You know that they would be organised by trade stand holders or expo booth holders and and people that were, were doing the sessions. And you know I didn't really know about them. And that that I suppose. That, that's the main story, really, for us that people might have met out, as, as well as all, all the formal um, sessions and the, the, the feedback that we got from, from them. We know from the, uh, the data, if you like, from the production company that there was uh, 165 meetings and 368 conversations, as I say, these 22 other polls. So, again, it's all this kind of organic interaction that was going on that uh, obviously a lot of people were involved in. Um, and I suppose that's kind of reflective of a live event where you've got you know, thousands of square metres of exhibition space where all these conversations are, are going on that us as organisers, you know, we hope that's happening, but you don't actually, you know, you don't know what's happening in, in your exhibition halls to some extent. Um, so it was great that all this interaction, all this um, communication, I suppose, happened, happened on, on, on the day. Uh, that uh, just happened naturally uh, between between the, the delegates, exhibitors, and, and speakers. So that was that was a kind of big story from from our point of view to to I say supposed to take pleasure from the fact that that had all gone gone ahead despite not being able to stage a live event. And uh, overall, Martin, I, I would assume that that you were were really happy with the way Agri Scott went this year. Are you optimistic that, that AgriScot will be a physical event next year? Have you guys had that discussion already? Obviously, we're, we're just coming off the back of a lot of um, discussion about the Royal Highland Show coming back next year. Um, curious to, to know what your thoughts are for AgriScot in 2021. Well, yeah, I mean, we were happy with how the virtual event uh, went uh, last, uh, well, last month. And... We were pleased that it kind of followed the, the same format. It was the same one-day event that was free uh, access for uh, visitors. Um, and we've got our um, exhibitors and, and sponsors to thank for for the virtual event and for future uh, physical events. The fact of the timing of Agri Scott, you know, we'll, we'll be running on the 17th of November in 2021. And that does give us a little bit more breathing space compared to, you know, spring or summer events. And, you know, if you'd asked me, you know, a month a month ago or maybe a bit earlier, I think we'd all have still been pretty apprehensive uh, about what was going to happen next year 
but clearly the, the developments with the vaccine do give a lot of cause for, for hope. So at the moment, we're planning for a live event on, on the 17th of November. You know, whether, whether it will be exactly the same format, whether there will have to be restrictions in place, that's something that I suppose is going to emerge uh, in the early months of, of, of next year. But certainly, um, you know, we're hopeful High on Show will, will take place. Uh, you know, it's obviously going to be tighter for them. I, I've been trying to stay as close to this as possible within the events industry. I attend a lot of webinars and read every bit of um, <coughs> news that's coming out from the events industry about you know how the um the, the unlocking process with events might might happen and you know i'm sure there'll be trials and and it will be a kind of gradual process but i, I hope that with with agri scott being just under a year away that we will be able to have a have a live event uh, as close to to our normal um kind of format as 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 possible really that's that's our that's our wish and do you think, Martin, that there is scope to incorporate some of the technology that you've used this year? Um, is there anything that, that you've done with Virtual AgriScot this year that you'd like to carry over? 100%. I mean, that, that was something that we were very keen to take advantage of when we first decided to go for a virtual uh, format. We didn't want to invest all the time and effort in learning about that, the, way, the ways of doing that type of event without being able to, you know, take you know take the best uh, items from that going going forward. So, you know, we, we've been very uh, reflective, I suppose, of of what we can take forward to a live event and you know hybrid situation. So, I think it's almost certain that we would uh, live stream uh, the seminar program. And there's different elements of the exhibitor engagement that could potentially be used in a kind of hybrid format as well. You know, I, I think um, as virtual event platforms develop and connectivity improves as well, you know, I think it's going to become more and more of a more of a mix. I was actually involved in a webinar yesterday um, on on virtual events, and everyone's grappling with the same same issues. But I don't think there's any doubt. You know, these uh, these aspects of, of online events are going to become more and more important and, and you'll have kind of hybrid types of types of events so we're really glad that we've built up the experience that we did this year and the, uh, you know i'm almost certain there'll be elements of that that will take take forward um, and, and use in future so uh, that's nice to know that all that time and effort has been been worthwhile and you can see potential um, applications of, of of some of these uh, technologies and martin just before we we wind down here I, uh, I ask this to everybody who comes on a podcast with me, um, just to, to give you an opportunity. Um, is there anything going on right now within the agricultural industry that you think people should be paying more attention to? Anything in particular that you'd like to, to spotlight? Um, yeah, just a, an opportunity to, to highlight something. Well, you know, I, I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm one step removed from... Uh, from the agricultural industry and the fact that I'm an event organiser, but I'm, I'm speaking to to farmers uh, every day in connection uh, with with the event. Uh, my trade stand manager is an active um, farmer in in Iona, <laughs> working working remotely out 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 there. So, um, 
obviously, you know, Brexit is, is you know, everybody's aware of that, but that seems the absolute critical thing dominating everything at the at the moment. Um, this particular day uh, in in December 2020, and I suppose we're all just waiting to see how that unfolds and and what impact that's going to have on on the industry and, and events as as well. Um, and and time will tell, but it looks like we're going to get answers fairly fairly quickly. So it's uh, it's it's a bit of a wait and see with with Brexit and and COVID and uh, looking at what kind of shape 2021 is going to going to be. Martin, I'd just like to thank you again for for coming on um, and uh, for for organising AgriScot, uh, a, a monumental task taken on there. Um, I know I certainly really enjoyed it on the day. I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners um, tuned in on the day. I'm sure they enjoyed it as well. So um, on behalf of the Farm Advisory Service, um, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.